Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What a presence of the Lord that's here tonight. How many of you are thankful to be here at the Global Harvest in Motion Crusade? I want you all to know something that this is just the beginning. Somebody say, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. I just feel like starting by telling you this real quick. I remember the very first crusade, the very first Holy Ghost crusade that I, I ever attended in my life. It was in Africa, and on that first night, we were supposed to just be having a training session for ministers and leaders. And when we got there, we, we pulled up in the van onto the crusade field, and we realized we were supposed to, we were supposed to be teaching about 150 or so ministers and leaders. And when we got there, we noticed there was at least six, seven, or 800 people there. Brother Robinette, some of you know him. He looked at us and said, I don't think we're going to be training leaders tonight. We're going to be baptizing people with the Holy Ghost and fire tonight. And I remember walking up to the stage that was not even half this size, not half this high. Didn't wasn't near as nice as this. And the moment I grabbed the microphone, it was dark outside and we had lights like this. There was generators that were pumping electricity into the lights and into the microphones and everything else. And when I grabbed the microphone to greet the crowd and to begin to teach and to preach, the generators went out. The electricity was gone. I'm now standing in front of seven or so hundred people, and it's pitch dark. The lights have gone off. We're outside just like this. And there was no full moon. There was hardly any stars to see it. I literally, I lifted up my hand like this, and I couldn't even see my own hand. It was that dark that night. No microphone for anybody to hear me and no light for anybody to see me. But aren't you glad it's not about hearing me or seeing me? It's not about you knowing the preacher. It's about you knowing Jesus. Amen. So we had several of our preachers come up to the front, to the altar, and they, they grabbed their iPhones or their smartphones and they turned on that little flashlight that they had on their camera and this was probably about close to 10 years ago when when you had a smaller flashlight on your camera your your smartphone wasn't as smart as it is today and they were all standing right here shining their flashlight on me and I'm shouting like this no microphone I'm just shouting like this and I thought there's no way I'm going to teach or preach tonight I just said if you Want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost? I want you to come down to the front and God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And with no lights, no electricity, no microphone, no conveniences that we have amongst us tonight. God filled over 250 people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I'm thankful for the, the, the great chairs and the platform and the lights. We just had a chair break. That's not the first chair that's broken, but, but these are better chairs than we had in Africa. But, but I, what I'm thankful for the most is that we have the presence of the Lord that's in this place right here. With or without the lights, with or without the, the nice weather, with or without the chairs and the electricity. It doesn't matter if we don't have a move of the Holy Ghost. If we don't have an outpouring of God's Spirit. We had it last night and the night before. We've already seen at least 27 people filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of speaking in other tongues I think somebody ought to stand to your feet and clap your hands and shout hallelujah 
Amen, amen, amen. And tonight's not going to be any different. We're going to have more people filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and baptized in the only saving name of Jesus Christ. How many of you really believe that Jesus is the answer for the world today? I, I really believe that Jesus is the answer to every question. Yesterday, my five-year-old son Levi was doing devotion with him, and we're in the book of 1 Samuel, and I was reading to him the book, uh, one of the chapters of 1 Samuel, where King Saul is running after David to kill him. And he's five years old, so he's got about five seconds of attention span. He got it from his dad. And so, you know, one second he's kind of paying attention. The next second he's over here, you know, smacking his gum and picking his nose. And, and uh, so at the end, you know, a little bit I check in with, are you listening? I'm listening, Dad. I'm listening, you know. And at the end I said, okay, pop quiz. Who was trying to kill David? He looked at me for a long time and he said, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Because even a five-year-old knows that Jesus is the answer for this world today. Even the five-year-old knows if I don't know the answer, I'm just going to say Jesus. If I don't know any other way, I'm just going to say Jesus. I think that's why Jesus said, uh, you ought to become like one of these children. Uh, if you'd have the faith of one of these children, uh, you'd be the greatest in the kingdom. Uh, somebody needs to lift up your heads and say, Jesus, uh, your name is my answer. Uh, your salvation is my answer. Uh, your power is my answer. You are the answer for my world. Somebody say, Jesus. Amen. I don't believe that there's very many people in this nation of United States of America that would doubt to confess that this nation needs to be saved. But there's also not many people that, that are believing people, Christian people, Bible-believing people that would ever confess to you that I'm not saved. Amen. Tonight, for just a moment, I want to talk to you on this subject. Saved. Somebody say saved. Amen. In the book of Matthew chapter 28, and you don't need to stand. I'm going to go through a bunch of scriptures very quickly tonight. In the book of Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 19. The Bible says that Jesus came and spoke to his disciples saying, All power. Somebody say all power. Now this is Jesus talking. He ain't bragging. He didn't have to brag because he could never exaggerate his goodness or use hyper hyperbole to... To bring the truth of his power or greatness to light. He says, I have all power. It's given to me in heaven and earth. Verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them. Here's the key. In the name. Everybody say in the name. Say it again. In the name. In the name of the Father. And in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. If you're going to be saved, you need to know the name of the Father. You need to know the name of the Son. You need to know the name of the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not good at remembering names. Am I the only one? You meet somebody, you shake their hand and say, hey, I, I'm, I'm Chris, what's your name? And you didn't even hear what they said. Can I get somebody to head nod and say, yeah, that's me. 
The beauty of the name of the Father and the name of the Son and the name of the Holy Ghost is you don't have to remember three names. There is only one name under heaven given among men, the Bible says, where we must be saved. Jesus said, I want you to baptize this world. I want you to save this world by teaching them and baptizing them in the name of the Father. If I told you to go do something in the name of your father, you couldn't go and do it just in the title of father. You would have to know the name of your father because father is not a name. Son is not a name. Holy Ghost is not a name. There is a name of God. This this record of Matthew in chapter 28 verses 18 and 19 is also recorded by the gospel of Mark. In Mark chapter 15, he records it that Jesus told them to go into all the world in verse 15 and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Now, I'm going to ask a very easy question for the audience tonight. How many of you want to go to heaven? Would you raise a hand? How many of you want to be saved? Would you raise a hand? If you don't raise your hand, you're saying, I don't want to be saved. I don't want to go to heaven. But if you want to be saved and go to heaven, just lift up a hand and say, I want to be saved. Well, let's look at what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you want to be saved, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Here's the key. In my name. We know that this was Jesus talking and we don't question who his name or what his name is. His name is Jesus. He said, in my name they shall cast out devils. And in my name they shall speak with New tongues. He said, let me summarize it. If you are a believer in my name, you will speak with new tongues. Today there is a false doctrine that is spreading throughout our world, especially in North America. That speaking in tongues is only for the elite. Only for the ultra spiritual. Only for the creme de la creme. Whatever that means. That speaking in tongues is only for those who are especially unique and gifted by God. But Jesus said, if you believe in my name, whether you're gifted or not, whether you're anointed or not, male or female, rich or poor, skinny or fluffy, Tall or short, slow or fast, smart or dumb, it don't matter. He said, if you believe in my name, you will speak with new tongues. Matthew and Mark were not the only ones there, nor were they the only ones who recorded this in their gospel. Luke recorded this record of Jesus talking to them before he ascended into heaven. And Luke records it like this in Luke 24, 46. And Jesus said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ. Now this is Jesus talking. 
He's speaking in the third person and he says, it was necessary for Christ, for me, to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance, everybody shout repentance and remission of sins. Everybody say remission of sins. Repentance and remission of sins, which means repentance does not remit your sins. Repentance does not give you remission. That's important in just a moment. You'll see why. That repentance and remission of sins should be preached. Here it is. In his name. What is that name? Come on, somebody. What is that name? He said, you need to go into the world. Because I suffered for the world. I died for the world. I resurrected for the world. So now it's your job. To do what? To go and teach and to preach repentance and remission of sins in his name. What is his name? What is his name? What is his name? See, so if you put these three records of the gospels together, you have Jesus saying, go preach to the world. For their salvation and baptize them in the name, not in the names, in the name of the Father and the name of the Son and the name of the Holy Ghost. And now you have Mark and Luke saying, in my name, Jesus said. And then in the third person, so to speak, he said, in his name. I think that's why people got confused because he spoke in the third person. They assumed he was the third person. He ain't no third person. He said, I will not share my glory with anybody else. He said, all power. Watch this now. I'm not here to ridicule anybody. I'm just here to preach the truth. He said, all power. Not a third of the power. Not half of the power. But all power is mine. That means if there's divisions of different gods and there's multiplicity of different gods uh, and one of them had all power, the other gods are sitting there sucking the thumb saying, what about me? What happened to my power? But there's only one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy mind, with all of thy heart, with all of thy strength. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. It's amazing because Jesus taught in Luke 24. He said, I want you to preach repentance. Remission of sins. And then in verse 49 he says, Then I will send to you the promise of my Father. What is the promise of the Father? The Holy Ghost. Somebody shout the Holy Ghost. For the younger people, shout the Holy Spirit. (laughs) It's all the same thing, just so you know. He said, I will send the promise of my Father. But wait or tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued or filled with power from on high. You got to get this because Jesus taught them. This was not Peter's doctrine. This was not Paul's doctrine. This is not an organizational doctrine. Jesus taught this. He said, I want you to save this nation. And so you need to preach repent and the remission of sins. And then I will send my spirit, the promise of the Father. I will send the Holy Ghost upon them. Why is that so important? Because 
When they went on the day of Pentecost to Jerusalem and they were standing there praying in the upper room. The Bible says, and what we're celebrating tomorrow is called the day of Pentecost. Pentecost Sunday. On this occasion in the book of Acts, when God poured his spirit out for the first time. It's recorded in Acts chapter 2 verse 1 that on that day of Pentecost... This group of believers, they were in one mind and they were in one place. And all of a sudden, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind that filled all of the house where they were sitting And there appeared something unto them. Something began to manifest. Something began to touch them. Something began to move on them. There appeared upon them in cloven or divided tongues. Like as a fire that sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. And so what happened was on this day, this festival day, this day of celebration, there was people from all over that nation in Jerusalem. There was people that had gathered on the, in, in the parking lots and in the streets, in the synagogue, in the temple, partying and celebrating and They heard a commotion going on at 9 in the morning. And it was a group of people, 120 people, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God. And so they walked in this Holy Ghost party and they said, what is going on? You must be drunk because you're speaking languages that I know you don't speak. You're you're stumbling and you're staggering. You're not acting dignified and stoic anymore. It's 9 in the morning and... Simon Peter stood up and said, we're not drunk like you think we are. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. That God spoke through him and said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And so when they were mocking and they were chastising them, ridiculing them, Peter began to preach to them and he knew, I have their attention. I have an audience with this group of people. So he began to preach to them Jesus. He began to tell them, you had an opportunity to witness the salvation of Jesus. You had an opportunity to touch him, to see him, to hear him, but you missed it. You did not see him as your Lord and Savior. So you killed him. You crucified him. The Bible says that they were cut to their heart. There was conviction that set upon them. And so they asked the question in Acts chapter 2 verse 37. It says when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what must we do? What shall we do? What do we need to do? This is where our society in 2022 is struggling. Because our society struggles to come to the fact that there is an absolute truth to salvation. There's people that go to church, and I'm not ridiculing anybody's step of faith or their sacrifice or their turning towards God. But there's people that will go to church and say, don't tell me what to do to be saved. Tell me what to do to be encouraged, inspired, motivated, impressed, impacted, empowered. But you don't tell me what to do to be saved. I'm already saved. But these people who were cut to their hearts said, 
There's obviously something we've done wrong. And I want to know, is there something we can do right? What do we need to do to be saved? And then Peter said, good news. It's not too late for you. He said, this is what Jesus told me to tell you. Repentance. Repent of your sins, which means to say, God, I'm sorry. I turned from my sins. I turned from my addictions. I never should have gone there. Never should have looked at that. Never should have said that. Never should have thought that. But I turned from my my sins. Repent. But repentance was not all Jesus told them to to teach and to preach. He said repentance and remission of sins. So Peter kept praying. I'm reading the Bible. I'm quoting the Bible. Peter said repent and be baptized. How? Come on Pentecostal. In the name. I don't even want the Pentecostals to say it right now. If there's a visitor by now you already know the name. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus said, go baptize them and save them in my name. So Peter stood there and said, I'm not confused about that name. You need to repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for not, the, not just the profession of your faith, not just the public declaration of what you believe. He said, for the washing away of your sins, of your failures. You cannot have remission without baptism. You cannot have the washing away of your failures without the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus. But here's the, here's the awesome thing. Is that Peter then gave, he sort of turned the tables a little bit. Because he has given them a three-step process, but step one and step two was your job. Repent and get to that water and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the washing away of your sins. And when you've done that, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He turned the tables on step three. He said, if you do your part of repentance... And you do your part of getting to that water and being baptized in Jesus' name. Now it's God's obligation uh, to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you see, the variable, the only variable is you doing your part. But once you repent, once you are baptized in Jesus' name, Peter said it's no longer a variable. It is a promise. Somebody shout promise. It is an unbreakable covenant, an unbreakable promise that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said this promise is to you and your children and to all who are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Somebody say amen. Just take 10 seconds and clap your hands with faith for a moment. Come on, clap your hands and just shout, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why later in this history book of the book of Acts, the history book of the church, you find that in Acts chapter 8, that Philip, the apostle, Philip, the evangelist, he went down to the city of Samaria and preached this message that Jesus told them to preach. He preached it to the unbelievers in Samaria. But they weren't unbelievers for long because in verse 12 of Acts 8 it says, When they believed Philip 
as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. He didn't preach to them the titles of Father, Son, Holy Ghost. He preached to them the power, the blood washing power of the name of Jesus. The Bible, I want you to catch this. The Bible says, when they believed Philip, both men and women were baptized. It didn't say they waited until auntie or grandma could get there. They didn't wait until they had the right clothes on. They didn't wait until they got their nice new haircut. They didn't wait until, no, no, no. They didn't wait until it was convenient. They didn't wait until they felt it was right. It said when they believed, they went straight to the water and said, baptize me right now. However, when they were baptized in the name of Jesus, they had not yet received the gift of the Holy Ghost. But Peter said, when you're baptized in Jesus' name, it's a promise that you will receive the Holy Ghost. So guess who showed up after they got baptized? Here comes Peter. Peter, and he brought John with him. He walked for two straight days. To get to Samaria from Jerusalem. Because he had heard that the entire city of Samaria had been baptized in Jesus' name. He said, but it's not enough that they've been baptized. They've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So come on, John. we got to get to Samaria. They take off walking for two days. They get to Samaria. And the Bible says in verse 14. When the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent Peter and John to them. Who when they had come down, they prayed for them that they, the ones who had just been baptized, might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet, he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So Peter and John went throughout the city, laying hands on all of them. And the Bible says, and they received the Holy Ghost. Now, it, you would say, well, don't belittle my baptism or don't belittle me getting the Holy Ghost because it says they were only, everybody say only, you were only baptized. Oh, you're going to belittle my baptism? Well, I'm not trying to belittle it, but it's not enough when it's only been one part of baptism because whether you've been baptized or whether you've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost... If you've not had both of them, it's an only experience. You've only been baptized. But you got to get the connection to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because Jesus said, if you want to enter into my kingdom, you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. I feel there's revelation here right now. I feel there's understanding here right now. I feel like somebody's starting to get it. The light's coming on and you're saying, I see it. I see it. I get it. I understand it. I want it. The Bible goes on. I'm almost done in Acts chapter 10. The Bible says that through an amazing occurrence, an amazing circumstance of events, through a divine intervention of God's providence and plan, God sends Peter. Here's this same apostle, this same disciple Peter. He sends him to a Gentile's house. What's a Gentile? If you're not of Jewish descent, you are a Gentile just like me. And we were without hope, the Bible says. We, we were not allowed to receive this precious salvation as a Gentile. 
But in Acts chapter 10, the whole story changed. Plot twist. The Bible says that Peter goes to the house of a man named Cornelius who was a Roman centurion. He was a very devout Christian, a devout man of God who was doing his best to live for God. Peter shows up at his house and begins to preach the same sermon I'm preaching to you right now. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 10 verse 44 that while Peter was preaching to them, while he was speaking to them, the Holy Ghost fell on all of those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision, the, Gen- the Jews, who believed they were astonished as many as came with Peter. Because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. How did they know that they received the Holy Spirit? Verse 46. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Now here it is. They had not yet been baptized in water. They had only been spirit filled. And they spoke in other tongues. So was it enough? Did Peter say, wow, you got the Holy Ghost. See you next year. See you on, see you on Easter Sunday. See it. Peace out. You're good. See you in heaven. You got the Holy Ghost. Obviously, God loves you that that he put his spirit inside of you and made you miraculously speak in other languages. He said, it's not enough. You've only been filled with the Holy Ghost. So he says in verse 47, after he sees this group of people receive the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, he says, can anyone forbid water? Can anybody stop the water (laughs) that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? Now, in verse 48, I'm going to just warn you, there's a curse word in verse 48, okay? Are you ready? The Bible says, and Peter commanded. I'm sorry, it's that, that curse word, command. We don't like that word. That's a curse word to our flesh. Don't you command me to do nothing. You can recommend, but you can't command. You can suggest, but don't you command. But Peter, when he saw these people receive the Holy Spirit, he said, I don't suggest. I command that you be baptized in the name of Jesus. I know that's a little hard for our flesh today, but the Lord wants you to be saved. It's not about him using you like a puppet and being some sort of supreme puppeteer over your life. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to go to heaven. He doesn't want you to miss the rapture. He doesn't want you to go to hell. That's why the Bible says that Jesus showed us his love, that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. So it is a commandment. It is a commandment. You must be baptized. You must be baptized. You must. My my beautiful wife is over here somewhere. But that would be like the judge or the, or the, 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 the pastor that married us and said, do you take your wife? I take her. I'll take her right now. Do you take your husband? She said, I guess so. That'd be like that, that, you know, after you say, I do, I do, I do, I do. And then what do they say? The best part. You may, come on, you may kiss the bride. 
That would be like, like, like the pastor telling me, you have to kiss her now. I know you love her. You're attracted to her. And well, you, you have to kiss her. Are you telling me I have to? I don't have to kiss her. I want to kiss her. It's my privilege to kiss my wife. See, when you love Jesus, uh, there is no have-tos. Uh, there are no commandments. Uh, I don't have to be. I get to be baptized. Uh, I get to be blood-washed. Uh, I get to have my sins lifted. Uh, I get to have my sins washed away. Uh, I get to go to heaven. Uh, I get to be saved. Uh, I get to have his spirit. I wish you'd stand to your feet and say, I get to. Uh, I want it. Uh, it's mine. Uh, I don't have to. Uh, I want to. Uh, stand to your feet and lift up your hands and say, I want it. Say, I want it. Come on, lift up your voice in this place for just a moment. Remain standing for just a moment. You know what? I'm going to let you relax. Sit down for a second. I remember, I remember being in Arkansas. This is the, I think this is the only story I tell. I went over my time as usual. But in Arkansas, I was preaching in Arkansas on Easter Sunday when the people come out to church who don't ever go to church. And there was a Catholic man who came to that church because his wife drug him to the service. He was on drugs, you know. She drug him to the service, drug him to church. And he told her, he said, I'll go to church, but I'm going to sit in the back. And I ain't going to go up to the front. I ain't going to do what you crazy Pentecostals do. She said, all right, just come. Once he got in the presence of God, I remember seeing him. This, this Catholic man sit back here. He had his arms folded like this. But all of a sudden, he kind of started moving a little bit like this. Next thing you know, he kind of unfolded his arms. He doesn't even realize that he's starting to respond to what he's feeling. Before the service is over, he's, he's down at the front, boo-hooing and crying, giving his life to Jesus. And he comes to the pastor, and he says, I want to be baptized. He's about 55 or so years old. We take him to the baptistry. We got two baptistries over here tonight. We take him over to the baptistry, and we baptize him in Jesus' name. And when he comes out of the water, he begins to speak in other tongues as God fills him with the Holy Spirit. And then he starts to kind of like pass out or something. He's kind of just going like this. And the pastor's holding him up thinking, dear God, he's dying or something. He's having a stroke. Well, at least he's saved, you know. You want him, God, take him. No. He's like passing out. And the pastor's holding him up. He's like, come on, help me, help me, help me. Pick him up, pick him up. He finally kind of came to. He said, what's wrong? Are you okay? He said, I've been carrying so much weight from my past. Guilt and shame and condemnation. He said, when I came out of that water, he said, all that weight was gone. And he said, I just felt like falling over because that weight had been lifted off of me. I'm telling you right now, it's here for you. Uh, who is the name looking for? Who is that kind of work looking for? Who is that salvation looking for? His name is looking for you. His blood is looking for you. He wants to lift that burden off of your shoulders. He wants to remove that guilt from your mind he wants to give you a new life somebody shout i want it now we're gonna make this easy okay we've got baptismal robes hey you ladies beautiful girls over here just wave your hands like this praise god where they're standing there's a clothing rack right there that's not Gucci. I don't know it's J crew it's Jesus crew is what it is we got baptismal robes 
So you don't have to get your Gucci clothes wet. You don't have to ruin your clothes. You just got to ruin your past. You don't have to ruin your shoes, your clothes. We've got robes you will change into. We've got changing rooms right over here. You can have privacy. We've got towels that you can dry off. You can have the privacy. We've got all these conveniences. My God in heaven. I wish we, we could just snap our fingers and show you some of the things I've seen in third world countries where we've got. In fact, let me tell you one more story. I was in these third world islands uh, over by Australia. And the pastor told me, he said, he said, we finally got a baptistry. We finally got a tank of water water to baptize people with I said what have you been doing he said well the last 20 years we've been baptizing people in the ocean I said wow they finally gave you a baptistry he said yes he said the district finally felt like uh, we needed a baptistry when a few weeks ago we baptized a man in the ocean in the name of Jesus and he didn't come up a crocodile got him gone just like that how many of you think, well, you don't have to be baptized in water with a bunch of crocodiles and alligators? You, 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 no, you ain't, you ain't happy about that? That's a true story. He said, we finally got a baptistry tank. We can baptize people, and we don't have to worry about crocodiles or alligators. Aren't you glad that we've got the conveniences of robes and changing rooms and towels and baptistries full of water? But more than the conveniences, we've got the power of the name of Jesus that when you come out of that water, you will be completely transformed by the power of the blood of Jesus. I want you to stand to your feet. Amen, amen, amen. Before we move any further, I want to ask everybody in this, this service tonight, I want you to close your eyes and lift your hands. And I want you to let the Lord search your heart. I want you to lift your hands and close your eyes in this place tonight. God loves you so much. That he said, I'm going to send a crusade to your neighborhood. And I'm going to send this preacher to talk about my name. And to talk about baptism. Because I love you that much. I'm going to call somebody to invite you. And I'm going to make you come there. So that you will have an opportunity to be baptized. Would you just lift up your voice and begin to say, Lord, search my heart. Search my heart, God. I want to be saved. I want to be saved. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. So this is what I want you to do. Put your hands down. We're just going to call it out like, like it is right now. If you want to be baptized in the name of Jesus, I want you to come right now to this baptistry right here. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, uh, not the titles of who Jesus is, but the name of Jesus, uh, I want you to step out. Uh, come, on, come on, somebody step out by faith. Here comes somebody right now. He's broken the ice. Come on, come on, come on. I want you to walk right over here. These men are going to help you. He broke the ice, which means no one else will be the first and no one else will be the only. That was your two greatest points of hesitation. I don't want to be the first. I don't want to be the only one. Uh, well, you can't be now. He's already moved. Uh, anybody else, I want you to come right over here. Uh, we're going to wait just a few moments. I, I, I'm not embarrassed. I don't want anybody to be embarrassed over a silence, an awkward silence. Uh, we're going to wait. Uh, this is a saving silence right now for somebody to make up their mind. Uh, I don't want to leave here with my sin. Uh, I don't want to leave here with my past holding me back we've got another one that's already come over here I want you to come 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 by faith 
Hallelujah, Jesus, I worship you, Lord. Your name is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yay, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We've got more people coming right now. We've got more people taking a step of faith right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. So I'm just going to make it plain and simple. Can you see me? I know I'm short, but can you see me? I'm all the way over here to your right. Is there anybody in this section that's never been baptized in the name of Jesus? Would you lift your hand? Lift your hand. Anybody in this section saying, I've never been baptized in the name of Jesus. I've never been baptized in the name of Jesus. She's never been baptized. Do you want to be baptized tonight? Ask your mommy and daddy if they'll let you. If you want to be baptized and they'll let you be baptized, you can come right up here. Is there anybody else in this section right here that's never been baptized? Anybody here? Anybody in this section? Anybody in this section that's never been baptized? Would you raise a hand? Would you raise a hand? We're taking our time. I ain't got anywhere to go. I ain't got anywhere to go but heaven. I want to go to heaven. I want to be saved. Anybody in this section that's never been baptized? You've never been baptized in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Anybody, 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 anybody in this section, this third section right here, one at a time, you're given time to think about it. God, I've never been baptized. We've had people who have come up to the altar recently who said, I was baptized years ago in another church, and I don't know if they said in the name of Jesus. I think they said Father, Son, Holy Ghost but I want the name I want the name, I want the name if you're not sure that they've said the name of Jesus, this is a great opportunity for you to have the name if you've not been baptized anybody in this section, anybody here anybody here, how about this section right here, anybody anybody, have we got them all is there anybody in this section amen, okay now listen I can only do so much with one voice and one microphone. We've got hundreds of voices right now. I want you to turn to somebody to your right or left. If you need to get out of your section, get out of your row, get out of your section here and go find somebody and say, hey, have you been baptized in Jesus name? Yes, you have. Awesome. Let's go to heaven together, buddy. The second question you're going to ask him is, have you been filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues? Yes. Come on, you've been born again of the water and of the spirit. Turn to somebody right now, left to your right, from your left to your right. Turn around. Have you been baptized in Jesus' name? If they say no to not being baptized, to being baptized in Jesus' name, if they say no, I've not been filled with the Holy Ghost, then I want you to bring them up here all the way up to the front. If they've already been baptized, here comes another one. Come on, brother. Come on, man. He's ready to be baptized in Jesus' name. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. We've already got four. We've already got four. Here comes another one. Here it comes. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. Give me a high five. Let's go. What's your name? Alaire. Alaire is about to get baptized. He's about to take a swim in Jesus' name. Come on. I wish that God would give us a glimpse of what the angels are doing right now, Brother Urshan. The Bible said all of heaven's angels rejoice when one sinner repents and turns their life back to Jesus. We've got at least five that said, I don't just repent. I want remission of my sins. I want to be washed in the name of Jesus. What do you feel like doing? Why don't you take a few seconds and do it? 
Hallelujah. Come on, Brother Morgan. If you've already been baptized, here comes another one. If you've already been baptized in the name of Jesus, but you've never been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, I want you to start making your way to the front. If you've never spoken in other tongues, I want you to start making your way to the front right now. Come on, apostolics. Come on. Come on, tree of life people. Come on, Pentecostals. Come on. Ask your neighbor, have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? If not, then come with me. Come on. Come on. Are you coming this way or that way? All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to give this over to Brother Morgan, and he's going to lead us in an altar call and give us instruction. All I ask you to do is just make up your mind tonight. I'm taking a step of faith in the name of Jesus. Can we lift up our hands one more time, and somebody just lift up your voice. In just a moment, we're going to put our attention on those who are being baptized and pray as God fills them with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's all lift our hands all across the house. Amen. Amen. Let's lift our hands from the left to the right. Let's every hand be lifted up right now. If you are coming to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, I want you to come a little closer to this altar right now. If you're coming to this altar to be filled, if you're not making your way forward, I want you praying right now. But if you're coming to receive the Holy Ghost, I want you to come right here to this altar. I need some altar workers to help me right now. We've got a great host of people being baptized. I need some people to help me. My altar workers, praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. If you're coming to receive the Holy Ghost, make your way, make your way. Thank you very much. Praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. We've got people getting ready to be baptized right now. Right now, we've got people getting ready to be baptized. God is pouring out his spirit. People are being baptized in the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it. Make your way in. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. While people are getting baptized, God is going to be pouring out his spirit over there. People are going to be receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost when they come up out of the water. And people are also going to be receiving the Holy Ghost right here. If you're in front of me, I want you to raise your hand if you're here to receive the Holy Ghost. If you're here to receive the Holy Ghost, I want you to raise your hand up really high. Thank you very much. Thank you. If you're coming to receive the I want you to make a single file line right here. Sister in the blue, would you come forward? My gentleman in the green polo, would you come forward? That's it. I want us to make a single file line right here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. that are here seeking the Holy Ghost. Thank you. Everybody that remains, everybody that's a part of Tree of Life, I either want you to gather around these that are getting baptized and I want you to push your hands forward towards them and begin to pray, or I want you to come around these that are seeking for the Holy Ghost. I want you to lift your hands and I want you to begin to pray for these that are receiving the Holy Ghost. But I want Tree of Life to come now. I want us to gather. We're going to be in one mind and we're going to be in one accord right now in the name of Jesus. Beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, those that are ready to receive the Holy Ghost right here, I want you to lift your hands up. Lift your hands. I want you to look up towards heaven right now. Look up towards heaven. I want you to close your eyes. I don't want you looking around. And I right now want you to ask God to forgive you of anything that would get in the way of his spirit coming to be inside of you right now. Come on, ask God to forgive you. 
you got to ask it with your mouth. I want you to speak it out right now. Speak with your, Lord, wash me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you. Come on, speak it out. Lord, wash me. Forgive me, Jesus. That's it. This is what Peter said. He said, repent. He said, repent. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a beautiful witness of the Holy Ghost here right now. Come on, I want you to begin. God's about to fill you with the Holy Ghost. I want you to lift your voice right now. Tree of life, I want you to get ready. When you hear the words hallelujah, if you're seeking the Holy Ghost, we're not, God's going to pour, God's pouring out his spirit right now. When you hear the words hallelujah, I want you to begin to worship him and praise him. He said, I inhabit the praise of his people. He's going to come live where he is praised right now. So when you hear hallelujah, I want you to remove every distraction, anything that's in the way. I want you to be thinking, I'm about to receive the Holy Ghost, and you're going to get it right now. I want my altar workers to get ready. Find somebody to pray with right now. Curtis, God's about to fill you with the Holy Ghost. It'll be undeniable right now. God's about to do it, Curtis. Come on, it started last night. God's going to confirm it right now. I want you to lift your hands. When you hear hallelujah, I want you to begin to praise God upon the authority of the word of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus. Uh, Receive ye the gift uh, of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Now shout hallelujah. Come on, come on. Receive the Holy Ghost. It's here. It's here. It's here. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Altar workers, lay your hands on their head right now. Come on, we got people getting baptized. God's Spirit's being poured out. Come on, that's it. People are receiving the Holy Ghost. Receiving the gift. Loose your tongue in the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it in the name of Jesus. People are receiving the Holy Ghost. Loose your tongue in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. God's doing it. People are receiving the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. Come on, loose We've already got one that's received the Holy Ghost. Come on, God's pouring out His Spirit. It's happening right now. Come on, loose your voice. Tree of life. Come on, let's praise Him. If you're around the baptistry, lift your voices. Come on. If you're around these seeking the Holy Ghost, lift your voices. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on, God's filling people with the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. That's it, that's it. Come on, there's another one that's received the Holy Ghost. God's pouring out His Spirit right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ghost. That's it. 
outpouring out of spirit. People are being filled with the Holy Ghost. seeking the Holy Ghost, to those that are seeking the Holy Ghost right here. I want to give some instruction just for a minute. I see something that is hindering some people. I see some things that are hindering a few people. God's here and God's ready to do it. If you're seeking the Holy Ghost, I want your attention right here. For just a second, I want your attention. Thank you for praying with such intensity and such fervor. I just want your attention for just a second. So many of you are so close to receiving this precious gift at the point where you've got to let go of what you understand and you have to go into what you cannot understand. We as humans operate by logic. We want to be logical and systematical on how things happen. Well, if I can do this, then this, this, and this. But you're going to get to a place right now. You were right there. Sister right here, you were right there. I saw it. It was right there. And when you get to that point, you just have to, you, it's like, it's what Brother Arch, it just, it begins to build and build and build. And it's like you feel like something's wanting to release, but you're not sure what exactly is trying to flow out. And you're trying to think, well, how do I let this out? What do I do? When you get to that point, you just have to have faith. Right there, you have to have faith. And you're just going to shout one more time. And whatever flows out, 
It may be things you've never said. It's going to be something you've never understood. But it's a praise that heaven understands. And so this is what I want you to do. In just a moment, we're going to pray again. And these wonderful people that are praying with you, they're going to lay their hand on your head, not on your shoulder, because the Bible says by the laying on of hands. And so they're going to lay their hand on your head. And when you hear hallelujah, you're going to shout hallelujah. That's the highest word of praise. And as you begin to praise God, that it's, it's a river that's just going to begin to flow. That's what the Bible says in John chapter 7, verse number 38. It's a river, and it's just going to keep building, and then it's just going to release out of you. And whatever it sounds like, no more trying to figure it out. No more trying to understand it. No more trying to logic your way. You're just going to say, okay, Jesus, now you take control. And you're just going to say things that don't make sense. You may do things that don't make sense. You're just going to let the Holy Ghost take control. Would you do that with me? Would you surrender in that? God is pouring out his spirit. We've already had people receive the Holy Ghost. Ma'am in the blue shirt, I don't know your name, but the Holy Ghost is all over you. It's all over. If you wanted it right now, you could, then it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's on you right now. It's going to, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. You feel it all over you right now, don't you? What you're feeling all over you is about to just, just, just erupt out. There's so much faith in this room right now. There's so much faith out here right now. Everybody that's wanting the Holy Ghost, do you really want it? Shout yes. Do you really? You got to shout yes. All right. And I want you to lift your hands one more time. I want you to close your eyes. And you're not defeated, so you're not going to hang your head down. I want you to look up towards heaven. He said, look up for our redemption draweth nigh. Look up, look up, look up. That's it. That's it. Now, when you hear the words, hallelujah, I want you to shout hallelujah with me. That's going to be your cue. You can't be silent right now and receive this gift. You've got to, he's going to use your voice. So when you hear hallelujah, it's all going to happen. You're going to shout, and immediately you're going to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Are you ready? All right. I want your hands lifted. I want your eyes closed. I want you thinking right now, I'm about to receive the Holy Ghost. God's about to fill me with the Holy Ghost. Upon the authority of the Word of God and the power that is in the only saving name of Jesus. Right now, I want every vessel that is not filled with the Holy Ghost to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Are you ready? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Receive it now in the name of the Lord Jesus! There's another one. 
for just a second, just a second. I want everybody's attention for just a second. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We're going we're gonna to give God some glory right now. Is that okay? We're going to give God some glory right now. Praise God. If you heard yourself speak in a language that you know is not of your own, maybe it was just a word, as Brother Green said last night, if I say hola, you know I spoke in a different language, even though it might have just been one word. If you heard yourself speak in another language for the very first time, I want you to lift your hand and give God some glory right now. Come on. Come on, give God some glory. One, two, three, four, five. Come on, that's it. Six. At least six. Now, if you know you just received the gift of the Holy Ghost for the very first time, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to make your way to my right, your left. If you just received the Holy Ghost, I'm asking you to make your way to my right, your left. All of my friends with the blue cards, if you haven't already filled one out, and if you've never been baptized, the water's still ready. We still have place for you to change, robes for you to wear, and towels for you to dry off with. Now, I want to do something I'm feeling right now in the Holy Ghost. Can I have everybody's attention? I want everybody's attention right now. If you need a miracle in your body, if you need a miracle in your body, God is about to heal people. Do you believe God is a healer? All right. If you're still seeking for the Holy Ghost, 
I want you to come over here to my left, your right. Would you come over here if you're still seeking the Holy Ghost? You want to receive it tonight? Come right here. Come right here. Thank you very much. Thank you. Come right here. Thank you very much. Come right over here. Now, if you need a miracle in your body, physical pain, you have cancer in your body, you have diabetes in your body, you have depression that you've been fighting, anxiety that you've been fighting, you need deliverance from something in your life, you've been battling things and you know on your own you will not be able to overcome it. I want you to come to this altar right now. Come to this altar right now. God is about to perform great miracles in the name of Jesus. Just a few weeks ago, I was in the state of Maine preaching youth convention. And we spoke the word of faith. And God opened a deaf ear that had never heard in her entire life. A deaf ear was made completely open. She can hear perfectly fine. I said, God is about to heal people tonight. We're going we're gonna to stay on that a little bit. If you need a miracle, my right, your left, I want you to hear me. God is about to heal you in the name of Jesus. This about two months ago, I was in British Columbia, Canada, and a young man had two casts on his feet, could barely walk. The Lord gave me a word for him, and I walked up. I said, the Lord says if you'll commit those feet to spread the gospel, he will heal you right now. He said, I promise, if God heals me, I will spread the gospel all the days of my life. Immediately, he was healed. He took those casts off, and just like the lame man at the temple, he went running, and he went dancing all over the church, and miracles started happening everywhere. God is about to heal somebody. Last week or two weeks ago, I was in Anchorage, Alaska. A lady was going to have her gallbladder removed. She was, it was infected. She had issues. Uh, we prayed for her. She went to the doctor to have the surgery. When they got ready to do the surgery, she said, check me one more time. The Lord of heaven and earth gave her a brand new gallbladder. It was perfectly healed. Nothing was wrong. I have seen cancer healed. I have seen diabetes healed. I'm telling you, God is about to heal your body in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest miracle of all is the gift of the Holy Ghost. So if you're still seeking the Holy Ghost, God's about to fill you. Now, if you have pain in your body, I want you to lift your hands. If you have pain in your body, pain in your body, perfect. Praise God. God. God is about to heal you. Do you believe it? If you believe it, shout amen. amen. Sister, God's about to touch your body in the name of the Lord Jesus. You have cancer in your body and you need God to heal it. I want you to lift your hand right now. Cancer in your body. Lift your hands. Perfect. If you have cancer, I want you to come right here. You have cancer in your body. I want you to come right here on the very front. You have cancer in your body. Come right here. Cancer in your body. Praise God. God can heal you in the name of Jesus. If you have diabetes, I want you to lift your hand. I've seen God do it. I said I've seen God do it. 
young man had diabetes and we prayed for him. I said, go check your numbers. I bet they're perfect. He went out of that altar call and went and checked his numbers. And for the first time in a long time, he had perfect numbers. I texted him two weeks after the miracle. I said, are they still perfect? He said, they're still perfect. God can heal diabetes in the name of Jesus. There's so much faith right now. God is about to heal you. God is about to deliver you. God is about to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost right now. If you're struggling with anxiety and depression, you're struggling mentally. I'm telling you, I have seen God perform miracles on the mind. We often forget that he took upon himself the crown of thorns. That was for your mind. He was bruised for our iniquities, but he also put on that crown of thorns so he could take dominion over those thoughts and over that anxiety and over that depression. Young man, God's going to touch your mind tonight. I said, God's going to touch you tonight in the name of Jesus. Come on. You will walk out of this place without those dark thoughts in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as we pray for those to receive the Holy Ghost, they first have to believe. Do you believe God can heal you? Do you believe God can deliver you? Do you believe God can set you free? Then when I shout hallelujah, I want you to praise God like you know it's already done. And while you're praising him, the miracle is going to happen. I said it's going to happen. Do you believe it? Shout amen if you believe it. We've had one too many confirmations that tonight is going to be a night of healing. For God not to do it tonight. I want every hand lifted. Those that are seeking the Holy Ghost. Those that are seeking miracles. Those that are not. I want you to extend your hands towards these that are seeking a miracle in their body. You hear the word hallelujah. I want you to begin to praise God with everything within you. Upon the authority that is in the word of God. And the power that is in the name of Jesus. The power to heal cancer. The power to heal diabetes. The power to heal mental illness. The power to set the captive free. The power to deliver. The power to break chains. The power to fill people with the gift of the Holy Ghost. The power to make an impossible situation possible. The power to go where man cannot go and do what man cannot do. Right now, I command healing to flow into everybody. I command every soul to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I want you to praise Him. I said I want you to praise Him. Hallelujah. Come on. Praise Him for the miracle. Praise Him for the miracle. Praise Him for the miracle. Come on. Praise Him. Praise Him. God's doing it. Cancer is being healed. Diabetes is being healed. Pain is leaving your body. Depression is leaving your mind. Suicide will never enter into your thoughts again. Come on, be healed in the name of Jesus. You got to 
praise him right now. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him for the miracle. Praise him for the miracle. Be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Loose your tongue and speak in a heavenly language.
That's it. That's it. By the power of the name of Jesus, by his stripes you are healed. I prophesy you shall never be the same. You shall never be the same. You shall never be the same. Hallelujah. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. What a mighty God, what a mighty God, what a mighty God, what a mighty God. right here one more push one more push come on you got one more shout you got one more shout hallelujah testimony a report of what God has done right now I want everybody to just stop and listen for a moment because when we see the testimony of what God has done there's going to be a surge of rejoicing that goes through this service hallelujah in the name of Jesus everybody say thank you Jesus come on with all of your might say thank you Jesus now for those of you that were just receiving a miracle of healing in your body I want you to take about 30 seconds and examine your body. If it was back pain, I want you to move your back. Joint pain, move your joints, your elbows, your knees. Shoulder pain, move your shoulders. If you had migraines, if you you feel the release. As you're moving your body, as you're inspecting the touch of healing in your body, as you're inspecting that situation, if you feel relief or healing in your body right now, I want you to raise a hand and lift, lift it up and keep it up. Raise your hand and keep it up. Raise your hand if you feel relief, recovery, restoration. If you feel improvement, progress, healing. If you feel a miracle taken, lift your hand up. Keep up your hand for just a moment. Look at all the hands that are going up over here and over here. Hallelujah, Jesus. Keep your hand up. 
Keep your hand up. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. What you got? Twelve. Hallelujah, Jesus. What you got? Twenty. We have at least 30 people that have testified of God's healing power in their body. We've got at least 30 testimonies of divine healing. Oh, I think we can do better than that. I think you ought to clap your hands. You ought to lift up your voice. Somebody ought to jump and shout. Somebody ought to dance in the presence of the Lord. One more time, why don't you lift up your hands and just wave them like this as a wave offering of worship and praise. Hallelujah. Come on, worship him. Worship him. Worship him.